Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical, and what's the word, everyone? And uh, please remember to make me last by giving listener support to the podcast. And shout out to those that are giving listener support to the podcast. It's just uh, as little as 99 cents a month. No problem. It's just like, you know, you're just getting a candy bar out of the machine once a month. But you're just getting it. You're just giving it to me so you can just get reviews to see if a movie is worth checking out. Or just for your own entertainment. If you don't want to see the movie, you're like, hey, I'll just listen to this. You know, and uh, get the summary of it. You know, the non-spoilery summary or the uh, non-spoilery summary with a dash of spoilery in it, with little sprinkles of spoilery. But anyway, um, shout you know, shout out to you all out there, and I hope you all are having a great day. Yeah, this podcast is coming a little bit late, um, but yeah, it's all good. I had to do a little extra work and other things and such, but it's all to the G. It's all good. What I'm trying to say. But, um, yes, so what we're going to get into now, it is a Netflix show, and we will be reviewing. The Silence. Yeah. So anyway, um, yes, that's the name of the film. This Netflix film is called The Silence. Um, I saw the trailer for it. I was somewhat interested. I was like, oh, you know, a cool a thriller or a horror movie that's coming out on Netflix. I don't have to, you know, pay for it. Cool. So I, you know, I was kind of looking forward to it. And um, I was like, all right, you know, let me check it out. It's finally out. Uh, was I expecting big things? I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect. I, I, I. I just was expecting a little bit more than I got, but you know, we'll get into that later. So the director of this film, you have John R. Leonetti. He directed Annabelle and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Now, if I would have known what John R. Leonetti directed, especially Mortal Kombat Annihilation, I probably would have prepared myself what type of movie I was going to get into. Now, I love the original Mortal Kombat, but he didn't do the original Mortal Kombat. He did Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So anyway, we get into that. Well, now we're not going to get to that anymore. We're going to leave that at that. So the writers of this film, you have Carrie Van Dyke, who directed Chernobyl Diaries. I've seen Chernobyl Diaries. It was all right. I mean, it was an interesting take on the Chernobyl uh, explosion, uh, and the uh what you call it the radiation leak and things of that nature uh, wasn't my favorite no it was just something to watch and you also have shane van dyke who directed titanic 2 i didn't know there was a titanic 2 i've heard jokes about a titanic 2 but somebody actually did a did a a, a titanic 2 who knew who knew who knew who actually knew um the logline for this film is about a deaf young girl and her family try and escape an abomination of mutant bats while staying clear of a wicked religious cult. And the characters of this film, you have Hugh Andrews, played by Stanley Tucci. He was in Captain America First Avenger and Spotlight. You have Ali Andrews, played by Kiernan Shipka. 
She played in Carriers and Mad and the Mad Men TV show. You have Kelly Andrews played by Miranda Otto. She was in Lord of the Rings: Return of the King and Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. You have Lynn played by Kate Trotter. She was in True Love and Upside Down. And you have Glenn played by John Corbett. He was in My Big Fat Greek Wedding and The Messengers. Now, just to kind of give you an idea, the antagonist or one of the antagonists of the story and, you know, about the creatures or whatever. Now, the creatures are these like uh, tan or beige bat looking creatures, like demonic bat looking creatures. They're not really bats. You could tell like when you see them up close, they're not really bats, but that's the closest thing I can think of. They don't have eyes. That's nothing. They look nothing like bats. Like, uh, they really don't even look like mammals at all. Really? They, they just look, they look more alien than anything, but just how their wings are kind of give you that bat vibe. And so like, so what happens is they're like, you know, basically mutated bats that are, or, or alien bat type creatures that are rumored to have evolved for millions of years in a pitch darkness in an underground cave. Now, these mutant bats can only operate by sound and they attack the same area to cause more damage to the target. So like if they cut you, they're going to come back for that same cut and their cuts are already deep in the first place or their bites are already deep in the first place. And so, you know, they're going to keep going back to that area constantly. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how they attack which is you know a little interesting you know uh as for the acting and the characters the acting the i guess the person who did stand out to me was who uh, was hugh andrews character but it was by default um his character yeah like, like he, he held it down he's his like he was the father but he he seemed be- believable as a character but in actuality i could care less about the characters that was unfortunate uh so i you know i'll get into that later uh why i care less about the characters the story felt done before like recently done before like bird box recently done before <laughs> like quiet place recently done before anyway we'll get into that later I did feel like a captive in this story because I didn't want to be here after watching it. It was just like, oh man, I'm wasting my time. You know, like I knew like that feeling like I just felt like I'm not saying, you know, don't watch it, you know, watch it on, you know, you can watch it if you like, you know, don't just take my word for it. But, you know, I just didn't, you know, I just didn't want to really follow the story. It was like, I'm already in it. So let me go ahead and, you know, finish up. So, to get into what I didn't like, I really felt danger for the family. Like, for example, when the friend of the family, Glenn, got into an accident, the son. So, like, it was a family. It was like a family. You had the the parents, the mother and the father, and then you had the grandmother, and then you had the two children. Now, uh, one of the children, the son, was Jude, Jude Andrews. He rode in a vehicle with Glenn. Now, Glenn is the friend of the family. That's like the father's best friend. So he's like the, they, they say he's the uncle, but he's like the godfather to the kids. 
or you know to jude which is the son i'm pretty sure it's all of the kids but they got they got the boy the little boy out of the car before the accident so what ended up happening was it was two vehicles and you know when you have two vehicles in those type situations may it be dawn of the dead um or you know like just two like two vehicles where they're following behind one another whatever one they always lose one of the vehicles you know that's going to happen so i well that's what i thought i was like, all right one of the vehicles is going to go down it's going to you know i that's what i figured but i didn't know which one now that was good because you had the family in one vehicle the mother father grandmother and the daughter then you had the best friend and the son in the other vehicle the younger son he's the youngest so if anything would happen to that vehicle it makes it more it gives it a more suspenseful vibe you know like you're like oh you know the kids in the other vehicle so what they ended up doing was taking the kid out of the vehicle and i was like oh okay now i know you know what's going to happen to glenn i felt like they should have left the kid in the vehicle so what ended up happening was a little spoiler alert i mean it's not a big spoiler because nothing really big happened but the vehicle you know turned over and when the vehicle turned over it you know if the kid was in the vehicle you'd be worried about the kid you'll be like okay you know what's going to happen to the kid you know what i mean the kid is no longer in the vehicle you know what now you know what i mean so that i felt like that did hurt the uh it did hurt the, the script or did hurt the story it was a little hard you know what i mean to kind of I won't say it was hard, but it was just kind of like, oh, I already know what's going to happen. But if the kid was in the vehicle and it flipped, you know, the kid didn't have to die or anything like that or be severely injured. But at that moment, you know, you're like, whoa, they, they went after the kid. You know, like they they're not trying to save the characters. So you feel like you feel the suspense. They didn't go that way. I wish they would have, but they didn't. Um, There was a dog scene that I felt was a little stupid. And I get it, like the dogs in the car, the family dog. And the whole thing is this, before I even get into the dog scene, the whole thing is you have to be quiet. Like you can't make any noises. If you make a noise, the bat creature, alien creature thingamajiggers will come after you. And that's when they attack. Any noise, they attack noises. That's what they do. Sounds familiar? I know it sounds familiar so that's what they do they attack noises and so of course there was a dog that you know when it's a new creature the dogs just bark you know like you know just they just bark religiously or whatever and so they were in the car and the dog just started barking so just like oh you know okay so at that moment i get it that's your dog that's a part of the family but you got to make a quick decision like you know these things are going to attack you know what i mean so you got to do something quick you know, if, if you, you grabbing the dog's mouth or putting a muzzle. And that's the other thing, too. Like, you know what's going on. You're taking the dog on the trip with you. Like, you got the idea of what's going down. It's not like you didn't know, you know, like the, the family didn't know what was going on. And they're just out there. And it's like they're finding out how to deal with the situation as they go along, as the story progresses. No, they knew before they left the house what the problem was. So they should have made preparations with the dog, you know, like a muzzle or something you know but they didn't you know so they just have the dog all out there and he's barking and then for some reason in slow motion it, they, they put the 
<laughs> as they were putting the dog out the vehicle they put it in slow motion it was so stupid it was so weird i don't want to call it stupid it was just so weird so i i wasn't really feeling that one too tough um also the cult the cult that was in the movie was lame they made no sense whatsoever i don't even know why they were in the movie it was stupid uh i keep i keep saying it was stupid no it it, it just wasn't to my liking you might like it the cult yeah it, it it just didn't make sense to me um the cgi wasn't good but i mean that's whatever i'm, I'm nitpicking on that part uh there was a special like news report you know with the woman had her son gagged and then she wrote on the uh on her on her like on a sign or on a piece of paper you know you have to be quiet you know that's how they found out that you have to be quiet that the bat creature thingamajiggers are attracted to sound and it was just i don't know i just i just felt like it was just corny like maybe it was too on the nose i don't know but it was like remember that old 80s 90s game show called newlyweds yeah a lot of you new millennials not going to know what i'm talking about but anyway what they do is basically you have to guess your partner you know what your partner like you know how compatible are you are with your partner and it's only for people who just got married and so they'll ask you questions and then they'll have like the partner will turn the sign around or whatever and they'll like turn the sign around all like secretively or whatever you know like right when they present it like you know what what does what does uh your husband like to do before he has sex you know you're like yeah i like to you know or no she has to guess so she'll be like yeah he likes to uh, likes to scratch his balls you know and then and then he'll turn the sign around and like real slow and they'll be like scratch his balls and everybody will start cheering and they'll hug each other and kiss each other well anyway i'm getting i'm saying all of that to say that's how she turned the sign around like it wasn't like yo like all right we're in the car and i'm filming myself to let you guys know what's going on so here here's the sign you know y'all have to be quiet she's like doing it all slow if i remember correctly yeah she was doing it kind of slow like you know like if she was presenting like you know scratch my balls my husband likes to scratch his balls before we have sex you know that's how she kind of presented the sign anyway i'm, I'm nitpicking on that one uh i wasn't feeling the whole death death yeah that's what death death uh, 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 storyline. I felt like it was unnecessary to be honest. I felt like it was just biting. They didn't even like, like capitalize, you know, because you already had a character in a movie that recently came out that was deaf in um, in Quiet Place, and in this film, I don't know. I felt like you know they tried to say that she was only like she got deaf like three years ago. And so it was like, all right, you know, three years ago, I get it. It's a blow. But she's speaking like perfect English. And that's the thing. It's like she's speaking perfect English. Nobody's not going to make kids are not going to make fun of her because she speaks perfect English. She can read lips. So most people won't even know that she's deaf. She can read lips, you know, unless, you know, of course, the word's going to get around her. She's deaf or whatever. But she speaks perfect English. It's not like, you know, she has a speech impediment. Now, my thing is, I felt like she should have had a speech impediment. Now, do all deaf people have speech impediments? No, they don't. But we already had a movie where there was a deaf or legally deaf, deaf person, which was on The Quiet Place. She didn't have a speech impediment 
from what I remember. I think she just she spoke pretty well, if I'm not mistaken. So I felt like this one, you know, I felt like she just should have had a speech impediment, you know. But I mean, I get it. They said that she, you know, it was three years ago or whatever that she went deaf, you know, a certain situation that happened. I'm not going to spoil it. But yeah, so, you know, but I, I felt like, you know, it would have made sense because you had t- kids teasing her and all kind of stuff. And it would make sense why they would do it. It's not cool that they did it, but, the, you know, kids will be kids and that's what they do. So, yeah, it would make sense why they're doing that, you know. But they didn't. They just basically had her speak perfect language, perfect English, and uh, and you know, and I felt like they should have they they should have uh, used uh, subtitles, like when they were using sign language, because a lot of times they're doing using sign language and they weren't using the subtitles, if I remember correctly. Like I don't remember seeing that. Um. Also. What I did like, I only like two things about this film. I thought that the rattlesnake in the pipe was suspenseful. You have to check that out to see what I'm talking about. And the cult, the cult I don't like. The only good thing about it, and that's weird, I didn't lie. I felt like they, should, they shouldn't have been in the film, but they had the second best thing that was in the film. Or actually probably the best thing in, in the movie. The one thing that they did, they used cell phones, which was very smart and funny. I felt that that was a little interesting. I was like, oh, okay, that, that was that was creative, you know, to get in the house. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, you're going to have to watch the movie because I don't want to spoil that much. I felt like that was a good part. So anyway, you have uh, the comparisons. The comparisons I'll make to this film, you have Bird Box, Quiet Place, Descent, and The Birds. So that's what I would use to describe this film. And unfortunately, what I'm going to give this film, I will give this film a rating right after these messages. Thank you, Critical Commercials, for that. So what I'm going to give this film I'm going to give this film four and a half missing tongues. That's right. Four and a half missing tongues. You don't know what the missing tongues is about. You watch the film and find out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's how I feel that it was, you know, that's why it took me so long along with me working. I just wasn't so happy to jump into this, you know, reviewing this film, but you might like it. I mean, it's free it's free netflix you know you can't beat that and me and you might not have the same opinion so i definitely say check it out you know if you feel it you know enjoy it you know hit me up on instagram critical blues reviews on instagram with a k K k-r-i-t-i-c-a-l-b-l-u-e-r-e-v-i E-W-S, Critical Blues Reviews, and hit me up and say, you know what, I love this movie, I love the silence, Critical, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, you're a terrible, terrible movie reviewer, you need to learn how to review films, so yeah, anyway, alright, so that was it for The Silence, it's on Netflix, check it out if you want, and I am out, one.